Bloody Elbow presents the Hey Not The Face podcast, the show that brings you the business side of combat sports, including contract review, financial analysis, fighter pay issues, and more. Hey Bloody Elbow podcast Substack subscribers will hear bonus content if available at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to subscribe at bloodyelbow.substack.com for our newsletter and at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com for our podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at facebook.com slash bloodyelbowblog, and as always, on bloodyelbow.com. Thanks for listening. Here's your host, John S. Nash, joined by his producer, Steffi Haynes. Hello, and welcome to Hey, Not the Face, with your host, John Nash, and your producer, me, Stuffy Haynes. And today, we're going to discuss some new updates with the antitrust suit. We had some judgments come down from the Honorable Judge Bulware on Thursday, and we had a trial of sorts on Friday. So, John, how the hell are you? Uh, good. Just to be clear, not a trial a hearing. A was hearing. Friday. Excuse yes. me. So you've been doing good since our last episode two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened those two weeks. I can't remember, <laughs> but uh, been busy. But uh, good, good. And watch the. Did you watch the fights yesterday? I did. I did. I didn't think Jonas won. Did you? I don't know. I thought it was close. I didn't uh, know who won. I wasn't paying close enough attention to know who won. Mare won. Uh, I need a rematch yeah. immediately. But I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. It was exciting, but mm-hmm. I was not. Uh, I didn't really enjoy the UFC event. See, I didn't either. How about I, that? I thought the fights are, you know, not not everyone could be winner, but I thought they were boring. Even the main event, which a lot of people went nuts for, I thought was not. Thank um, you. He's just not good. It was ugly. And I, I thought, man, Anderson Silva and his prime would have terminated these two guys. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was that it for two solid rounds, it looked like a sparring match that had random moments of action. It wasn't until well into round three when it really picked up momentum and became a little bit more action packed. But I am right there with you. If I had to rate that event on a scale of one to five i'd give it maybe a two yeah it's, it was very mediocre yeah not awful but mediocre i agree 100 percent. you and me we eye to eye sir so why don't you explain exactly what we got on thursday and then tell us what happened on friday and then we'll go into the questions and breaking it down to its little bits well Thursday, there was a few outstanding motions and things happening Thursday. Uh, they're still outstanding in the in the antitrust. The, if you're listening to the, the Lee versus Zufa antitrust case, there was a few outstanding things separating where we were in a potential trial. And they were there was a few motions, a motion for summary judgment that the uh, defendants had put in, requesting the judge determine that there's just there's no merit to the case and throw it out, and a couple motions to exclude the experts from the the plaintiffs experts from the case. Are those um, last few outstanding motions that they were waiting for? Was that anything that could have derailed or delayed a trial? Yeah, that's exactly what. In fact, they seemed a little bit like last ditch efforts uh, because they they done these requests earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And the judge had already made it clear on summary judgment he wasn't probably going to grant it. So, for the motion of summary judgment, they had you know they refiled it. They had submitted it earlier, and the judge. Let's tell fresh listeners what summary judgment is again. 
Well, a summary judgment is basically you're asking the you're asking the judge to make a judgment because the the case is basically meritless, right? The, the, no one could reasonably find in favor of the plaintiff's request. So that that was it, and obviously the judge had already determined that he found it had found merit in the case. The defendants in this case were contending that there's no facts that need to be decided. There was all the evidence is there. And that uh, everybody agrees on the facts and that the judge can make a summary, make a judgment right there. And the judge had already said he kind of disagreed. So that was a given. And now we had clear, you know, a clear ruling by the judge that he had thrown that out. And he had written, you know, in his decision was kind of interesting because it gave some insight because he had given some more clear language that he'd found that the, the plaintiffs had made strong case and evidence on a lot of their I made a strong case and a lot of the evidence and a lot of their evidence was in their favor Uh for the trial. So the plaintiffs got to look at that and, and think that's very favorable to them, that the, the judge views the evidence as favorable to them. And what about Friday? Well, Friday we had a hearing because Thursday, the other thing I forgot to mention is the th- uh, Thursday, there was also two motions to exclude experts. Zupa wanted to exclude the experts of uh, Hal Singer, Professor Hal Singer, and, and Andrew Ziblis, two of the key, especially Hal Singer, the key expert witnesses whose testimony, they want to exclude their testimony from the case. And the judge ruled against him in that, on that regard. When on you say Friday, expert witnesses, what exactly is their area of expertise? Is it, eco- is it economy? They're both economists. Okay. Uh, uh, Hal Singer is an econometrician. He ran a regression model. His his what he had done is probably the, the core, the key to the case. He showed in a model, which Paul Gift, uh, you know, my show money co-host, my show money co-host, he thinks is just doesn't work at all. But he has a model that shows that the UFC, by foreclosing other promotions and foreclosing, in other words, signing and locking into contracts, more top ranked fighters, they get a bigger share of the market because of that. So that that's the key evidence for them showing that the, how the UFC attained their monopsony power. And Zimbalist basically did a bunch of yardstick comparisons between other sports and boxing to make the claim that the UFC could, you know, should be paying much higher percentages based on what other sports uh, pay. So that's what those both those guys did. And then on Friday, they had a separate hearing for a guy, Davis, who basically is just an accountant. In fact, we had a whole episode mm-hmm. <laughs> discussing his report. And basically break down showing that the UFC had the money, the financial uh, means to pay fighters more without, you know, without losing money. And so they tried to exclude that evidence. The judge, you know, didn't didn't make a clear ruling on. It. He deferred it for now uh, into the future. Will will that judge's testimony? Will not that judge, but will that expert's testimony be permitted or not? Why Why would he put that off? Why would he delay well, it or defer it? I guess the key is how how key is his evidence to the case, right? Uh, I wasn't at the hearing. I'm just going off notes that other people gave me. But my guess would be this is just a guess. My gut instinct is Guy Davis's report ain't, ain't key to the case. It doesn't show how the UFC attained monopsony power. It doesn't show how they abused it. All it shows is they had a lot of money and could have paid more. So I guess that evidence is only important if the UFC claims that they couldn't afford to pay more, that they were basically broke, right? Mm. And so if the UFC makes that argument in court, then I could see him, him saying, hey, we're going to let Guy Davis's evidence come into play. But if the UFC, the de- defendants, don't make the argument that they didn't have the financial means to pay the fighters and said focus their efforts on that we didn't have to pay them more because we didn't abuse our monopoly power – then that evidence is you won't be permitted because it's not necessary. 
So when is the trial and how long is it expected to last? Well, that that was the other thing on the hearing. They had a schedule for us. The trial's date is set. Not Originally, it was going to be April 8th. They moved it back a week. April 15th, it's going to happen. Okay. So we're going to have UFC 300 on that Saturday, the April 13th. Two days later, we're going to start jury selection. And both parties, the defendants and the plaintiffs, agree that the trial should take about four weeks total. So what happens between now and the trial? Well, between now and then, there's no real motions that are be filed. They're outstanding. What we can expect to happen is both sides are going to be working to basically get ready their case ready for trial. So they're going to they're probably going to bring in potential uh, uh, people that are going to testify that they're going to bring them in and do maybe mock uh, mock sessions. They're going to go through mock juries, you know, to determine what's the best evidence pre- present and see how the jury uh, views it. They're going to do uh, uh, just a you know, bunch of do all their notes, get their evidence ready, all the little stuff that you got to do to get ready for a case. I saw an interview with Dana White and they asked him about the antitrust case coming up. And he said, I I don't think about that. I don't think about that at all. But should he be thinking about that? To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Podcast production. Subscribe at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com. Give us your email and receive notifications when your favorite shows drop straight into your inbox. We're also found on a wide variety of podcast outlets. Just search for Bloody Elbow Podcast and you will get new shows throughout the week, including the MMA Bunker and MMA Tete-a-Tete shows with Kid Nate, the Level Change Podcast, the Hey Not the Face Podcast, the MMA Vivisection main card and prelims UFC preview shows, the sixth round post-fight show, the Show Money podcast, and the MMA Depressed Us.